It's, um, it's a little bit different this morning, isn't it? We're not having our usual preach from the Bible. We're, uh, we're celebrating 15 years. So can we have another whoop whoop? 15 year anniversary. How time has flown by, eh? <laughs> um, we're going to spend a bit of time reflecting on the last year and looking forward to uh, what God's uh, got planned for us over the next 12 months. Uh, that's the plan. Um, and we'll be doing that. We'll, we've got a couple of little announcements in relation to uh, leadership developments, in relation to new initiatives, and uh, so it should be a really great morning. Um, before we start um, and look at some of those things, it's been a funny old year, hasn't it? It's been a real roller coaster of a year, the last 12 months. Um, it's been a year of real blessing. And we've seen God's grace fall on us in all sorts of different ways and God's generosity towards us. But that's also been mixed with real challenge. Uh, for those of you who have been around for a little while, you'll know that Nick and Penny, our founding couple who came up from Surrey to, to plant this church 15 years ago, uh, retired sooner than um, any of us expected. This has been sad, particularly for those of us who've had a strong personal relationship with them. However, it's clear, isn't it? It's clear from our worship this morning and all God's doing with us. They leave behind such a strong legacy. And we'll, we'll, we will forever be thankful to, for them, for their hard work. And that's the work that we're building on, coupled with God's vision for us as a church, for us as Grace Church. As we enter into the next chapter that God has for us, for this church, we won't forget or lose sight of what Nick and Penny have done in creating such a wonderful church community. So please keep praying for them, and we'll be sending them a generous gift just as a token of our appreciation for them and all that they've done for us as a church, and we'll do that in due course. So as well as the challenges of the last 12 months, there's been some wonderful moments as well, hasn't there? And so we've got a little treat for you this morning. Who likes little treats? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, a few of you, potentially, possibly. Uh, we've got a video compiling some of the highlights of the last 12 months. There's uh, really so much to celebrate. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Phil. I uh, normally go to the nine o'clock meeting, so don't worry, it's not my uh, first week here. I'm just grabbing a microphone. <laughs> um, I'm actually part of the uh, eldership team here. And um, for those of you who've been around for a while, as Ben mentioned, you'll be aware that we've been through a, a period of significant change over the last 12 months with Nick and Penny, who founded Grace Church, retiring. So uh, as we celebrate some of the things that we've just seen on that video and continue to do so throughout this morning, um, we're also going to be appointing um, two new elders today. We did one in the, in the 9 o'clock meeting. We're going to do another one later. Um, and we thought it might just be helpful just to um, explain a little bit about who actually leads Grace Church. Um, so, as I say, uh, the church is led by a team of elders, and uh, Tim, in a few moments, is going to share a bit more about what that actually means, what is an elder. It's not perhaps a, a phrase that's commonly used out in the, out in the world, so he's going to explain a bit more about that in a moment. Um, but amongst us as an eldership team, um, Ben has been um, taking a lead role um, during this period of transition and doing so brilliantly. And this is going to continue as we strengthen the team today and uh, into the future. And we're not going to be rushing ahead, but we did want to take the opportunity to say that we're looking to God and we'll continue to do so to see what will emerge beyond that. 
In the meantime, let's continue to particularly thank Ben and his wife Emily as uh, they've really stepped into um, this particular role at this particular time. So I'm going to hand over to Ben, so let's take the opportunity now, give him a round of applause. <laughs> I'm loving all the applause this morning. This is great. Praise God. Um, great. Thank you, Phil. The purpose of leadership is to help us as a church be responsive to what God's called us to do and to be effective in the plans that he has for us. So with that in mind, what has God called us to do? What are, what are our plans? Well, Jesus' instructions to his disciples and to us in Matthew 28 say, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. First and foremost, we're meant to be a disciple-making community, aren't we? It's, um, it's our mission statement, and that comes courtesy of the Great Commission. It's in the foundations of this wonderful church. And our expression of this is Grace Church being a place where people get to know God for themselves, they get to find true freedom and purpose in their lives and make a difference in the world. And uh, we're con continuing to see this happen, aren't we? We've had 13 baptisms in the last 12 months, which was wonderful to see. We've seen our home group communities grow and strengthen as people have got to know each other better and friendships have deepened. We've, we've seen wonderful ministries started by many people in this room, actually, who, who decided, right, God's called me to do this, and Grace Church, there's, there's opportunity to, to step into that. We've seen our kids' work. Our kids' work has grown by over a third in the last 12 months, which um, those of you who are on the kids' work team know that it's grown by over a third. <laughs> Everyone else, it's quite amazing, really. Um, we've seen our 12 o'clock service go from strength to strength, and we've seen more people visit our church than we ever have seen before. And this is great, isn't it? It's such a sign of God's grace on us. But wouldn't you love to see more? Wouldn't you love to see God move in even more mighty ways over the next 12 months? For those of you who were at our prayer meetings last week, uh, we, you would have heard God speak to us about, find, about a new freedom and stepping into a place of new freedom so that when we come to worship him, we can do so without any of the barriers, any of the chains, anything that's holding us back, and uh, we'll see people step into that space. So with that in mind, I wonder what God's going to do with us as we have our termly worship nights. I wonder what God's going to do with us as we worship him week by week on a Sunday morning or Wednesday during the week. There was also such an encouragement to go out and to meet people where they're at. So as well as more people coming to visit us, um, we were also encouraged to get involved in our local communities and do more of that, just like Jesus did. He met people where they're at. He didn't wait for people to come to him. And so over the coming year, we're going to be thinking afresh about evangelism and how we do that, because our God is too good not to just keep here. We need to be getting out there more. And our big vision from God to plant more churches remains exactly the same as it's ever done. So Birmingham, we saw a couple of, uh, couple of clips from, from uh, Birmingham and the 
Kin and Kin's Church there. Uh, that continues to thrive, and myself and many others have been meeting up with uh, Steve really often to, to work out how we can strengthen and grow that relationship. We're doing the same with Scriven and CCC. There's two churches out in Malawi, CCC and PCC. We're going out there. We've got another trip planned uh, early next year, and we'll be continuing to, to work with them. And then looking forward to this year, Duncan and Hannah um, feel that God's called them to go to Manchester at some point in future. We feel, we feel it's, it's a call from God. So plans and pace will begin to, to start happening with that over the next 12 months. And then underpinning this, uh, we've been supported so well and have been through this transition time through Derek Tidball and David Shearman. And they've been loving, looking after us. We're still meeting up with them uh, really often. We've got regular meetups. We've got the joy of having Derek speak to us this term and David speak to us next term. So they, they are still uh, providing support and we're continuing to develop and grow our friendship and relationship with them. Grace Church is called to be a healthy, disciple-making community. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> and um, we all have a part to play in that. You all have a part to play. Uh, a human body is only health healthy where all its parts are doing what they're designed to do. And a church is no different from that at all. So with that in mind, what were you designed to do? What has, what has God called you to do? What's your unique contribution to, to his work? You might be hearing me say that and you might think, oh, I know exactly what God's called me to do. It's, you know, such and such. Or you might be hearing me say that and think, I do not have the foddiest clue. Um, either way, whatever camp, whatever category you're in, then come on a journey with us and find out. Something which might help you to do this is um, we've got a shiny new serving booklet which outlines all of our different, um, different serving areas and a good way of finding out what God's called you to do is to get involved and, and uh, see, what, see if that's an area that you can serve in. So if you haven't already done so, pick one of those up. Another way, if you're not giving to the church yet and you feel this is, your, this is your home, then feel free to start giving to the church. If you're not part of a home group, then get involved in, in a home group. If you are part of a home group, then why don't you be a bit more, um, try and be a bit more proactive possibly and start discipling someone if that's what you feel God's calling you to do. Use your talents and play your part. And then in doing so, we aim to see this city transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, amen. <laughs> As I said at the start, leadership is a place to help us to be responsive to God's plans and for us to, uh, um, to step into all he has for us as a church. So we are going to hear from Tim in, in a few moments who's going to be talking about some of our uh, leadership changes and what's going on from an eldership perspective. But before that, we've got uh, another... Um, initiative which hopefully is going to really start making a difference to the people of Nottingham. So um, Matt and Sam, why don't you come up here and tell us about it. Let's give them a round of applause. Okay, there you go. Over to you guys. Thanks Ben. 
This is a real joy. So in 2004, Sam and I joined Grace Church. And the reason we came here was because of the vision and values, which still remain the same today, of reaching the city, reaching the lost, helping the poor. And it's so exciting to be able to get involved in that and play our part. And over the years, we've done that. And then 2007 came along, and God had been speaking to to us and to me in particular about what we might do in our role in that. And I was a primary school teacher at this point and went on a, a conference and God spoke really clearly on the Saturday. So on the Monday, I handed in my notice to saying that I was going to become an employer. And that's the call that God's really put on my life, to be able to um, provide employment and discipleship to people who otherwise wouldn't get a chance. So the long-term unemployed, people who've been in prison, people who, for whatever reason, need that second chance that the world generally doesn't give. And that's sort of building on what the church has already does so well. So when it's the food bank or the social hub, people in desperate time of need, they what they need is a food parcel. But there's only so many food parcels you can give, and that doesn't actually help someone to really have life to the full in the way that Jesus has promised it. So this is more like development, moving on from that initial relief to the next step and providing a route out of poverty. So I've done that through, hopefully, through a gardening business called Fruitful Oaks, which started in 2007 and I've done until this summer. So 10 years of doing that. And it grew from sort of garden maintenance to garden landscaping. And God was so faithful in that. And it was a real joy. But for the last few years, I felt like God's been saying about doing something as a church and doing something bigger. And so earlier this year, I was writing a proposal and business plan for the church, um, at which point Sam noticed something which she will share. Um, yeah, so Matt had dug out a lot of the Grace Church um, old vision and values paperwork. And one of the things was a flyer that we used when we were looking at buying this building. Um, and it said on it, Grace Church Nottingham, following Jesus through the doors, and it had a photo of the big wooden front door with the sign above it, which you might have noticed. Uh, this building was the Ministry of, of Labour Employment Exchange, and people knew in Nottingham that this was like, you know, the big job centre. This is the place that you came when it was built like in the 1930s, if you wanted work. And I just thought, oh, you know, this is what we're looking at. Can the church be the place to come for that chance for work? And maybe that's God's way of sort of reusing, redeeming this building again as a church, but also as the place to come for godly work. And um, that just got me excited and thinking, yeah, maybe this is the right direction that we should be going in. Yeah, and I find it a real encouragement every day as I come to work to see that God would go to the trouble of writing it above the door in stone. 80 years ago. Um, so, um, Grace Enterprises is going to be more than just one business. It will be a family of businesses, big and small. And some will make more money than others. Some will have more social good than others. But the profits would be locked into a social enterprise where they'll be used for good, which essentially they'll be used, means they'll be used for what our church thinks they should be used for, which is a really exciting thing. Um, it will be centralized in terms of admin, payroll, HR, pensions, all the sort of mon more mundane aspects of running a business. We'll do it really well. We'll be godly employers. We will treat people as they should be treated with being paid at least the living wage, being trained well, being just given holiday pay, just the way that God would do it. And also, but by providing that centralized hub, there'd be the chance to 
do the equivalent of a godly dragon's den, where people would come with their idea and say, oh, this is what I feel like God's put on my heart. He's created the world. He's the creator. It's hardly a surprise that in amongst this congregation, there are very talented people with God-given talents. What I would love to see is God being able to use that. But So if we can take away the mundane businessy part of it, and actually with you, with your talent and your heart for getting alongside others and discipling them and providing employment, we can make that work by providing space and money and expertise and contacts whatever it is that it would need to sort of allow a business to flourish and grow, but all with the same ethos. So that's where you would play your part in that. Obviously, something needs to start first. So I am starting in two weeks' time the Ra Radiant Cleaners, which is going to be domestic and commercial cleaning. There's been a business plan proposal, so we are good to go with this. I'm very busily spreading the word and telling lots of different people about it. The recep reception's been great, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But there are lots of ways that you can help with this, because this is us doing it together. This isn't Matt does a gardening business and it's quite good. This is us does a cleaning business and it's amazing. So the ways you can help, and it's us in it together. So on social media, we've got a website, so go and have a look on that. If you're on social media, whether that's Twitter, which I've just joined, so apologies if I mess up my tweets in the next week or so, please follow it and then share it and retweet it and do whatever needs to be done on Twitter. On social media, on Facebook, if you treat this as us is us as a family, therefore I am your brother, you will feel obligated to share and like um, the Radiant Cleaners and the Grace Enterprises websites, and then invite your friends. If you're thinking, I don't even have a house for you to clean, I'm just a student, or that kind of mentality, please don't, because who knows who within your circle of friends, who's the parent of this person, or who knows that other person, and gradually, as a people, we will see this unlocked, and who knows where the key part comes. Other things you can do are to think creatively about where you can give the flyers out or who you can give them to. Like I was just saying, it's not just a question of numbers. We don't just want to fly a whole area. Although, if you would like to go out and do that, you're welcome to. Um, Christina Sopa is an example of this. She has already come to me and said, oh, our church, um, church school, sometimes they're really um, keen, they're really nice. They might be prepared to give out your flyers. So she's been to the head teacher already. She's already got them saying, yes, we'll gladly do that. She knows there are 180 families. So the flyers are going out with Christina. The first day back after half term, every single parent at that school gets one. Maybe we get one or two cleaning jobs from that. That would be good. Or maybe it's someone along that way that is, suddenly turns out to be the key connection which makes this fly. So thinking like that would be really great. Other things you can do, come and work for Radiant Cleaners. Fruitful Oaks has always had a steady stream of reliable people, whether that's been interns, students, and others. You are a key part of this. Don't just think, oh, I don't fall into your category of long-term unemployed. I've only got a few hours a week. Be brave and bold. Email me or come and talk to me afterwards and say, I would actually like a job. There will be times when I phone people up on the day and say, so-and-so is sick, can you do it? And if the answer is no, that's fine. But I've got a list of phone numbers that I would get through and find someone who can. You could do that. Or maybe you need a part-time job, maybe you need a long-term job. Come and talk to me. Other things you can do? Yeah, your dreams. This is not just me going off on my own to do my thing, or even me with church saying, this is good. This is us doing this. 
I have got ideas of what would work, other businesses, but what I really like to see, and what's been really encouraging so far with a couple of people, is them coming and saying about their dreams and what God's given them, their talents, and the things that they're passionate about. So come and see me. Let's have a coffee. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the way we could make it work and what God is doing. And finally, yeah, please pray for me. Definitely need your prayers. This is not just me going off and doing my thing. This is us doing it together. So when I was on the bus the other day, I was talking to my neighbor, and he sort of finished the conversation when he, as he was walking off, and he just said, oh, good luck with all of that. I can see where he was coming from, because if this is me plus luck, or even me plus hard work plus luck, it isn't going to fly. It's far more ambitious than that. So whereas if this is us as a church plus God, and then it becomes us plus church plus God, and it's all the other churches. So St. Nick's, I'm going there to speak at in next month. Um, Cornerstone have asked us to come and do some cleaning work there. The Friary, Jericho Road Project are featured on the flyers. There's uh, Hope Nottingham. There's loads of other people. People are already asking me, before I've even asked, could I, come, could I invest in this? Some people in Scotland have said, could you come and talk to us about how we could do this there? Radio Nottingham this morning, have, so this has been featured on Radio Nottingham. And I didn't approach them they approached me and were phoning me up and saying, could you come and do an interview? So that is really exciting. God is doing something here, and he is moving people into place way more than they should be, whether that's the, the marketing director of this or the sales director of that. People are coming to me and saying, we really love to get involved in this. And it's really humbling that they would see what is happening, see me totally ill-equipped, but actually realize that together we can do this because this is God's thing. So let's go transform Nottingham together. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is, is on the move amongst us. Um, in a few moments, we're going to appoint John as an elder. Um, and at the 9 o'clock meeting earlier, we appointed Duncan as an elder. I'm just going to take a few moments to explain what on earth that is um, so you have some idea what's going on. So when we look in the New Testament to see who leads the church, we always see it led by team. And teams of um, people that it describes as, as elders, which is a slightly odd word, um, that's how we're led. We're led by a team. There are, I was about to say there are four of us. There aren't. That's not true. That's about an hour ago. There were five of us. Um, and there will shortly be six of us. Uh, a mixture of those who are employed by the church. So Ben and Duncan are both employed by the church and those who aren't. So um, myself, John, uh, Jeremy and Phil are all not employed by the church. Um, and we, the, the Bible uses this word elders to describe us. There's a few different words it uses. It talks about elders, pastors, um, shepherds, overseers, guardians, fathers. You might read the New Testament. You might read through your Bible find any of those terms. Um, they're all referring to the same thing. And they're all sort of slightly different images of what this, uh, what this role that leads the church is. So elders, I suppose, is kind of an image of, of wisdom. Um, pastors and shepherds is... It's literally an image of looking after animals, but Jesus described himself that way as, as the shepherd and hustled as his sheep. So uh, elders are those who kind of work under Jesus to help him lead his, his flock, his church. Uh, overseers is a sort of organizational term. Um, guardians is a kind of sense of uh, that our job is to guard the church against the enemy. And fathers, the Bible describes the church as, as a family or a household. And the father is he's the head of the household and he kind of sets the tone and the culture and it's the same thing. Um, but how do we go about doing that? How do we lead? Well, I think the, the first and 
I suppose maybe primary way that we lead is we, we act as examples. And that's what we're saying today about Duncan and about John, that they are examples. Look at their lives, follow them as they follow Jesus. That you will find if you examine their life, you will find what it is to follow Jesus. And that is what we're saying. We're saying follow us as we follow Jesus. And that is the primary way that churches are led. As you look at our lives and you try and follow Jesus as we do. What that looks like practically as we lead the church together is that we pray together and we try and hear God. That we, we what we call, we weigh prophecy, which might be a slightly odd term. But So we've had a week of prayer and fasting. Lots of people, lots of you have brought prophetic words publicly. It's then the job of the elders to kind of look at those before God together and see what is God saying to us? How should we interpret these words? How do these apply to us as a people? Where do they mean we're going? And then from that, set direction, which is sometimes what we call vision. It's just the way that we're going. And that's what Ben's already done this morning. He's described how uh, God has spoken to us and where we're going over the next 12 months and some of how the prophetic words that you've brought over this week have kind of fed into that. It's also, uh, I suppose, our role to do the majority of the preaching and the teaching, the other way that we help us all see where God is leading us. And um, to define what our, I suppose, what our values are, the things that we believe, particularly in the context of, of kind of helping people pastorally. So if someone's got a, a particular issue, we would look together in the Bible, what is wisdom in this particular situation so that we can, so that we can help them? So elders are, are appointed by God, and that's what's going to happen to John in a few minutes' time. God is going to make him an elder as the rest of us put our hands on him. And elders are appointed by elders. We're the ones who've proposed um, John and Duncan and said, we think these guys would be great in our team, and we think they are examples for you, and we think they meet the criteria in the Bible. And elders are appointed by the church. Because actually you've all had an opportunity to speak to their, uh, their qualification um, and an opportunity to, to say if we've got it wrong, I guess. Um, and you'll also have an opportunity a little bit later on to pray for them directly as well, um, as well as joining with us when we, when we lay hands on them. So elders are appointed by God, appointed by other elders, appointed by the church together. And then what we'll do um, in a few moments is, oh, sorry, before I get there, just to mention, if you're wondering at all how do we know what an elder looks like, I'm not going to kind of go into all the details of, the, um, of what the character is, but if you want to read in your Bible, then 1 Timothy chapter 3, Titus chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 5 have these descriptions of what we are supposed to be like. And actually, it is good and right that you read those and you hold us to account. So feel very free to kind of read those descriptions of what are these guys supposed to be like and then come and tell us if we're not doing it and hopefully pray for us so that we can do that. Um, but what we're going to do momentarily is we'll get John up, we will lay hands on him and two things are happening. One, we are recognizing something that God has already done because he has already been gifted by God. His character has already been formed by God. And he has already, we feel, uh, God has already said, you know, this is one of the guys that I want to leave my church. And as we lay hands on him and pray for him, something will happen. He will receive a gift from God and he will become an elder. He will gain spiritual authority. He will become a leader in this people. So it's both a recognition of something that's already happened and a spiritual event that happens as we, as we put our hands on him. Now here, I think if there's one thing just before we do that, that you need to know about 
leadership in the church is this, and that we all need to know, actually. This is Jesus' church, and he leads it. And the six of us, our job is to, is to be his deputies, I guess, his under-shepherds. We work for him, and we only successfully lead the church when we, when we are following him and when we lead it as he wants it to be led. And actually, this today is, is a sign of his blessing on us that we have two elders to a point. That, well, we don't want, there's going to be five of us praying for John, but that we have new elders to, to a point is a sign of his blessing on us. What Matt and Sam just described is a sign of his blessing on us. We have 15-year legacy of joy as Jesus has, it's not all been easy, of course it's not, but as Jesus has continued to bless us with his spirit and with grace over and over and over again. So this is a thing of celebration. Um, we're going to do that now. John and the other guys are going to come up. Uh, we're going to lay hands on him. Um, and we're going to invite you all to stand with us and pray as well. So yeah, we're going to pray into the microphone, but this is don't just be passive and watch. So join with us, pray with us. You'll get an opportunity to put your hands on John uh, yourself a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, let's all stand together and then we'll, um, we'll do this.